And welcome into the latest edition of the Sharpshooters. I'm David Schuster, joined as always by my hoops junkie friend, Mr. Andy Roth. And uh, this podcast, as always, is brought to you by DraftKings and more from our sponsor in just a little bit. So, Andy, the regular season is over. The postseason is just about to start. This will be play-in tournament year number two, I think it is, isn't it? I might be Yeah, I believe so. And, and, and you know what? Actually, it's grown a little bit. I mean, I want to see how this one goes. But the play-in tournament, I mean, you can go either way on this. Um, but actually, I think I like it. But we'll talk more about that as we go on. Um, but even before we get to the play-in tournament and then the rest of the NBA playoffs and then the awards, the MVP, Rookie, Defensive Player of the Year, and Most Improved, there have been a couple, and we're recording this on Monday evening, there's a couple of coaches that were let go. And as always, coaches usually are let go because they're scapegoats. And, and certainly with uh, Frank Vogel out in Los Angeles, I don't think there's any question. He was a scapegoat out there. Um, listen, the roster was uh, ill-conceived, um, and that goes higher up than him. Um, and they had a lot of injuries, so they had to find somebody to take the blame, so they throw it on him. What, what are your feelings about the Lakers uh, firing Frank Vogel. Yeah, I mean, he got a raw deal. The way they handled it was totally amateurish. And, you know, the blame falls with Rob Palenka. And when you look at all the uh, the young players that were traded from that team and all the draft picks they gave up, uh, names that come to the top of my head, Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball and, and Julius Randle, uh, you know, they got what they deserved. 100% on that. And, and, you know, even more than the young players and the draft picks, Bad moves across the board. I mean, first of all, they let Alex Caruso go. You know, he came to Chicago. And also in Chicago, they could have signed DeMar DeRozan, but instead they went for Russell Westbrook. I mean, those are two idiotic moves on their parts. And I'm not saying that, you know, as second guessing, they were bad moves even at the time. Right. And, and to me, I'd be major concerned that Anthony Davis can hold up for a full season. That's a huge, huge question mark going forward. And I don't have confidence that he does. No, you're you're probably right about that also. And then one last thing before we move on from the Lakers, Russell Westbrook. And listen, I'm, I've been a backer of Russell Westbrook, although he's never won anywhere, and I'm not so sure he ever will. You know, finally, when Vogel um, was let go today, Westbrook was quoted as saying, well, I don't know why he had a problem with me. Well, I do. No offense. You were terrible at the end of games. And and you, you you were part of what was causing the Lakers to lose a lot. So that's why if he had a problem, he had a problem with your performance at times. Even though I've been a backer of his, he just did not perform. No, he didn't. But he also was put in a role where he really couldn't perform to his peak because he needs the ball in his hands. You can't have a Russell Westbrook off the ball. And that's why... Polenka screwed up there, bringing him in to play with LeBron. Yeah, you know, it's and, and listen, a lot of players have won championships with LeBron. And, you know, when, when you play with a great player, you've got at least a chance of winning. But it's also tough being a teammate of a guy like that because, like you just said, Russell Westbrook needed the ball in his hands. If you don't have the ball in his hands, what the hell is he doing out on the court anyway? And, and you know, it's what I'm basically trying to say is it's tough at times being a teammate of a guy like LeBron James, as talented as he is. Yeah, I mean, and not the classic superstar in the in the respect that, you know, LeBron is so much a focus of a team where with other players, uh, the teammates blend in a little more. Yeah. All right, so one of the names, you know, and I don't know how they work this out. They want to go after Nick Nurse. Good luck on that one. He's got two years remaining on his contract. And Toronto's not letting him go unless they get like a very high first round pick. 
So I don't see that happening. I don't know where they go from there. What are and, and actually, about? the Lakers would be foolish to give up more number one picks for a coach at this point, knowing LeBron's time is up in a couple of years and the only valuable piece they have is Anthony Davis. But, you know, they've put themselves in a very bad position. And as I tweeted out, they deserve it after they after what they did to Jerry West this year. Oh, 100% on that, too. Listen, why doesn't LeBron just be player coach? Why not? I'm serious when I say that. Bill Russell was at the end of his career. Of course, he had a better team, you know, than the Lakers do right now. But, you know, if LeBron's only going to be there for a couple more years, you're not going to get give up a first-round draft pick to get a new coach like Nick Nurse. And LeBron basically runs the show anyway. Let him be the damn player coach. Seriously. <laughs> I don't think he wants to take that one on. But. No, he, he doesn't. But anyway. All right, let's move on. A little bit further up the coast. I don't know if it's official yet, but Sacramento will, if they haven't already dumped Alan Gentry. Alan, uh, Alan Gentry is one of my favorite guys. I mean, he's just a good, good person. Uh, unfortunately, he, he seems to be around crappy teams. And this will be 16 straight years that Sacramento doesn't make the postseason. That's pretty hard to do in any sport, by the way. Mark Jackson is, is you know, talk about retreads. Mark Jackson is the leading name to go out to Sacramento. What are your thoughts out there? Um, it'll be interesting. I know there are some personal things uh, that Mark Jackson uh, has some issues with that uh, has prevented him from getting another job. Um, I don't know if that will come up again in terms of the hiring process. All right. Well, we'll see what happens out there. I don't think those will be the only two coaches let go. There's always scapegoats, and they're usually the head coaches. Some deserve it. Some don't. All right. Let's move on to the play-in games. Um, now, we should explain the play-in game situation. The higher seeds, the seven and eight seeds, will play the nine and tens in essence. And um, the nine and tens have to win two games to advance into the play playoffs. The seven and eights just have to win one game. All right. And, and I'm going to tell you in advance. I don't think either the nine or tens in either league are advancing on. So right now it's uh, Cleveland and Brooklyn in one play-in game in the East. And the other one has Charlotte at Atlanta. Um, and Brooklyn, uh, you know, supposedly Ben Simmons might play. I doubt it, at least in these play-in games. But he might be around before it's all said and done. Anyway, Cleveland's going to be without Jared Allen. We already know that. Um, Which is a tough break. It is a tough break. You know, yeah. Honestly, if Cleveland's at full strength like they were playing earlier this season. That's a very tough game for Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah, they, really they, tough game. They, would, they would give them a run for their money. But because of that um, and the fact that obviously Kyrie's now able to play full time, I think Brooklyn wins that game. I mean, I think Brooklyn wins. But, you know, again, NBA one game, you know, you've got Garland, you've got Mobley, Kevin Love. You know, anything can happen with the one game. So it wouldn't shock me if Cleveland won. I expect Brooklyn to win, but not a shocker if Cleveland wins. Okay, so uh, we have to make a little bit of a prediction here. I'll say Brooklyn wins. Charlotte, Atlanta, I think Atlanta wins that game. So now you've got Brooklyn advancing on, and then you have Cleveland going against Atlanta. That's that's a pick em for me. Yeah, and especially if they can get Allen back for that one, you know, definitely. Look, you know I love Mobley. I love Garland. You know, uh, yeah, anything can happen in that game. All right. Um, I actually think that because Cleveland has been dealing with injuries and they've been sliding here towards the tail end, I'd say if it was at the halfway mark of the season, I mean, Atlanta wasn't playing well, then Cleveland was. But listen, it's it's what it's what's going on right now. So I think if Cleveland goes against Atlanta and that game would be Friday night, I like Atlanta winning that game. All right, let's go out west. 
the seven eight is the Clippers and Minnesota. Um, I just think Minnesota's playing some pretty good basketball. They're on their home court, so I'm going to take them winning that game. San Antonio, New Orleans. New Orleans is the home team there, so I got New Orleans winning that one. So then you got the Clippers in San Antonio, and I just don't see the Clippers losing that game. Yeah, well, I'm taking the Clippers over the Wolves. That's that's a, a playoff battle-tested team with Paul George now there. You know, I think they could shut Minnesota down defensively. I, I really like the Clippers to win that one. Okay, well, you're and, going again. You're going again. See, I think Minnesota, I think Minnesota's future's bright. And in a lot, obviously, a lot of it has to do with Carl Anthony Towns. What Carl Anthony Towns is going to show up. I mean, is it the guy who scored 60 points? You're not expecting 60. You know, he's very talented, obviously. The criticisms against him are, you know, what are his motivations? You know, um, I, I certainly like Anthony Edwards. You know, they have other pieces on that roster also. So I'm, I'm going to go with Minnesota. But right, don't forget, you're dealing with a Clipper team that has played in the playoffs before without Kawhi and Paul George and has played exceptionally well. So that's why I'm going with L.A. in that game. All right, fair enough. Then regardless, do you have New Orleans beating San Antonio? That is correct. Okay, Enough so playoff experience there with um, Valanchunas and McCollum. Okay, so then it would be if we go by your scenario, it would be New Orleans at Minnesota to get into the postseason. What do you like there? No, it would be Clippers would be playing them. I have Clippers beating Minnesota. Yeah, you have the Clippers beating Minnesota, right. but Minnesota would play the loser, or Minnesota would play the winner of the San Antonio New Orleans game. Right. So right. Uh, again, you have. You have, I think you said New Orleans uh, winning the San Antonio game. So it would be right. New Orleans at Minnesota. Who do you have winning that game? Wow, that's a tough one. You know what? I'm going New Orleans. Wow, you don't like Minnesota at all. Nah, look, uh, you know, this is a first-time experience for Anthony Edwards. Um, I think New Orleans, again, they've got the defenders to, to, to limit them offensively. To me, the playoffs is about playing D and rebounding. Okay. All right, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. I think Minnesota beats the Clippers uh, anyway on Tuesday or Wednesday night, whatever it is. All right, let's expand it then. Now we're into the regular postseason with it, and we have to guess on a little bit because some of these teams we don't know who's playing who, but we'll guess. And the Eastern Conference, the two uh, series that we don't definitely know to start with is Toronto and, and Philadelphia. And we know Philadelphia is going to be hindered when they go up to Toronto because of the whole vaccination thing up there. And Toronto's playing some really good basketball, Andy. You know that well. And Philadelphia, unfortunately, is in, with their coach, and I know you don't like Doc Rivers. Um, <laughs> uh, not I personally, I like. Oh, no, I know that. <laughs> I, listen, he's a good guy, but you, you yeah. don't like you don't like the fact that he just doesn't win. Although he won one championship in Boston, um, I, I, I think still Philadelphia wins that series. I'm going with the Raptors. I love all that length. Um, they get hurt by Tybal not being able to play in Toronto. And, you know, Nick Nurse has a way of, um, you know, devising different defenses, going to different zones. I think it's going to throw Philly off, and I don't trust James Harden. I think, you know, they've got all the length to be able to really make life tough on Harden between Ananobi and Barnes and Achua and Siakam. I'm going with, I'm going with the team up north. Okay, fair enough. We the North. We'll see what happens. The other series that we know is etched in stone is Chicago, which has been sliding like a... And the outcome is etched in stone. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, well, yeah, and you called me up earlier today. You said, well, does the Bulls have at least a 5% chance? And what was my answer to you? No. Yeah, well, I said, well, I went even further. I said they have a 0%, 0% chance. Right, right. Anyway, the Bulls have been sliding like an anvil in water, um, and they're going against Milwaukee. Um, I'm sorry. This is a sweep series. I just don't see how the Bulls win any of these games. I just don't. They're ter- no. terrible basketball in Milwaukee. Milwaukee obviously uh, can turn it on at any time. They're the defending champions. They certainly are battle test. That goes without question. And they have the best player in basketball right now. So I have Milwaukee winning that series in a sweep. All right. No more than five for me. Okay. All right. So then we have very interesting series. It'll be Brooklyn and Boston. I mean, nobody wanted to play Brooklyn, but guess what? You got to. Yeah, that's gonna be a, that. That might be the best series, other than maybe the the NBA final series. Honestly, yeah. Um, and we don't know if Boston will have Robert Williams back by then. Probably not. Um, I give the edge to Boston. Uh, I don't trust Steve Nash as a coach. Um, I don't think he'll play the the right lineups to be able to you know defend properly against Boston. So I'll go with the Celtics. All right. I always go with the team that's got the most superstars. Listen, and Brooklyn's got some faults. Don't get me wrong. But Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, if they come and play their basketball at the highest level possible, Boston will give them a battle. No question about it. Might go six or seven. But I I like Brooklyn winning that series. I just do. Hey, look, it's certainly a reasonable opinion to have. I I normally would go with KD and Kyrie there. But again – I also don't trust Nash. All right, fair enough. Then the other series, and I think Miami did itself a favor by finishing first. That way they stayed away from Brooklyn. Um, It it probably is going to be, I'm guessing, Atlanta and Miami. Good series. Atlanta finally got its you-know-what together at the very end of the season. But Miami is, you know, another one of those battle-tested teams playing some really good basketball for the second half of the season. I don't see how Miami loses that series. No, I mean, Atlanta really has not ever reached the heights of last year in terms of their level of play. Uh, Miami's healthy now. You know, I, I go with you. Miami takes that series. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to extend this out. Miami is still the number one seed. They go against the lowest seed at that point, and the lowest seed would be Toronto or Philadelphia. You got Toronto winning that series. Listen, that would be really Good coaching on both ends, Toronto and Miami. By the way, I have Philly and Miami. But you have Toronto and Miami. Good coaching. Uh, b- both very smart teams. Both play good defense. What do you like in that series if it's Toronto and Miami? I will go with Miami on that one. And if it's Philly and Miami, I'm 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 going with Miami again. Okay. Yeah. I have Philly going to the conference finals. Uh, I already have Milwaukee. Well, no, I, I t- yeah. Um, then it would be Milwaukee and Brooklyn, uh, th- or Milwaukee and Boston in your eyes. Um, I like Milwaukee winning either of those two series. I don't care if they play Brooklyn or Boston. Again, I, I saw Milwaukee up close and personal twice over the last couple of weeks. To me, that I'm going to go even further. I think they, I think they repeat as champions. Okay. Right. So, I mean, seeing Giannis up close, even more impressive than watching him on TV. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you take a look at him, he's a legit seven-footer. He's he's Durant. He's a younger, healthier Durant, okay? And lately, he's had a lot of help. You know that. You know, he's got Holiday, who's been fantastic. You know, Middleton, to me, is still an underrated shooting forward. Yeah, sure. Um, Lopez had a really big game. He had his uh, season high when he played the Bulls in his 10th game back from injury. He had 28 Listen, he doesn't have to do do that. He, all he really has to do is rebound and play defense and, and, you know, maybe take away some double teams by having somebody guard him. I, I just like Milwaukee no matter what. Listen, Brooklyn, I don't think Brooklyn you know can do it. I just don't. I like Milwaukee coming out of the East. I just do. No, I do too. If Brooklyn had Ben Simmons, it would be a different story for me. Now, but, supposedly the word today was that Ben Simmons, you know, and, and honestly, Andy, I think secretly he's been working out with them. I don't think there's any question and practicing with them, even though they say he hasn't. Bullshit, he has. <clears throat> but it's too late in the game. Next year, if they're all healthy, I might go back to Brooklyn. But they're just not ready yet. I, I just have Milwaukee coming out as long as they stay away from excuse me, from injury in this postseason. All right, let's go to the Western Conference. The two series that we know uh, are are set, it's Utah and Dallas. And by the way, Dallas was hit with uh, an unfortunate injury. I don't know why Luka Doncic was playing in that last game. Oh, I know why. (laughs) Dumb move by the coach. Yeah, dumb move by the coach. Let's call it what it is. Seriously, what a dumb move. Anyway, um, Doncic, we don't know what his status is. They're being very secretive. He might not be able to play. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, I like Utah regardless. I think Utah – is a better team than Dallas. Dallas played some better basketball, and Doncic was great, great in the last third of the season. I still like Utah. Well, if it was healthy Doncic, I like Dallas. Just a better team and better defensively. Um, so to me, the, the pick hinges on that. Uh, no Doncic or subpar Doncic, Utah's got the edge. All right, another really good series. I know which way you're going to go. It's a toss-up. Denver and Golden State, we don't know for sure what's going on with Steph Curry. I'm going to bet that he's available to go when the series starts. To what degree he is, who knows? <coughs> Excuse me. But that's a really good series. Who do you like in that one? Um, if Curry plays, I will give the edge to Golden State. Uh, you know, actually, Looney and Green might be able to do, you know, a representable job against Jokic. The last time they played him, you know, Looney did a nice job. Look, nobody stops him, but, you know, they just don't have enough talent, you know, behind Jokic, I think, to beat Golden State. Okay, well, that, that'll be – honestly, that's going to be a really, really good series, one that I would love to watch each and every minute of it. All right, uh, the other two series, and they're sort of up in the uh, up in the air. We know Phoenix is the number one seed. Uh, I don't know. They're, I'm going to guess that they go against New Orleans. I don't know. Um, it doesn't make a difference. Phoenix, right. It doesn't make a difference. Phoenix Foregone conclusion, what happens? And Memphis will go against, in your uh, estimation, it's the Clippers. I have them playing Minnesota. Um, I'm going to go with Memphis regardless. And, and John Morant should be, if not 100%, he'll be really close for that series. Yeah, I mean, he came back the other night. He was fine. And look, that's just a very strong unit. Uh, you know, maybe not a lot of household names, and especially people aren't familiar with them, but Jaron Jackson, Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Desmond Bain has been tremendous. Uh, Steven Adams has been really good for them. And obviously, Morant is spectacular. 
Okay. All right. Let's let's take it further out. That's what we're doing here. We could be wrong. Who knows? Phoenix then goes against either Denver or Golden State. Phoenix has been the team to beat all year, but you know what? They're going to have their hands full. I don't care which of those two teams they play. I've I've still got to go with Phoenix. They, they've been so complete. Uh, you know, they strengthened their bench this year. There are no weaknesses to that team. That simple. Okay. Memphis then goes against Utah or Dallas. Again, very competitive. Yeah. Well, I like Memphis. They've they've really showed what they're made of. I think one of the most impressive things is going 20 and two without yeah. Morant. Yeah. That shows you how strong that roster is and that team is. You know, I, I don't often admit that I'm wrong, especially when it comes to basketball. I saw Memphis. I think I've told you this before. I saw Memphis in their either last or second to last preseason game. And Morant didn't play in that one either, by the way. And and they were just horrible. And, you know, Desmond Bain wasn't Desmond Bain at this point. And, and a lot of their other players weren't playing either. And I said, oh, my God, this team stinks. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> Plain and simple, I was wrong. Yeah, they're tough. They're tough. You know, all right, so then we have the top two seeds, Phoenix and Memphis. And Memphis actually played, I think they beat Phoenix at least once in the regular season. And the rest of the time, they played them tough. Um, I think if Phoenix gets to the Western Conference Finals, I think they come out of the West. Yeah, I agree, although maybe it'll be a real battle. But, you know, you've got to give Phoenix the edge at this point. Okay, so we both have the top seeds in the conferences coming out. You, we both agreed on Milwaukee. We both agreed on Phoenix. That would make it a rematch of last year's title series. And Andy, I see the same thing happening. I'm going with Phoenix. Uh, a little more of a complete team, and they will have home court advantage, which does matter. Uh, didn't they? Didn't they have? Home they have court the best record in the league. Didn't they have best record? Didn't they have home court in last year's series? You know, I actually don't remember at this point. Well, Milwaukee, Milwaukee dropped the first two games. I don't remember either now. Yeah. All right. I don't remember. It's terrible that I don't remember. That's but I all right. Remember. I know Milwaukee won won the the they won it in six, right? Yeah. Didn't they win it at home? They did win it at home. That's for so sure. So they had the home court advantage. Last two games at home. Was it two three two last year? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're, like we're really basketball junkies. Right. Can't even answer the damn question. All right. Anyway, I just have Milwaukee winning. I, I, I just sometimes I see a team and I just have a feeling. Well, I've been on both teams, so I don't care. Yes, I know where you're coming from. All right. <laughs> before we get to the postseason awards, we'll get to that in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. Uh, the NBA playoffs mean next level basketball. Get ready for all the action by betting the play in tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch a win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, for each day of the play-in, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. So, 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling one 800 gambler all right david schuster back here with andy roth we continue on uh it's postseason that means that the awards are upcoming all the uh i would imagine all the votes are in i guess you have to have them in yeah they've got to be in today all right so let's go uh in reverse order we'll get to the biggie last okay all right little drum roll so we'll start with the most improved player go ahead well i mean my pick would be john morant you know, I don't know which way the vote's going to go. I've been monitoring, you know, some of the major media outlets. It could be Morant. It could be Garland, DeJounte Murray, Jordan Poole. But my pick would be Morant. Yeah, and I think Morant is probably going to win it because a lot of people who want to, who, who who know that he's had an unbelievable season, which he has, he's not going to win the MVP award. Uh, maybe in another year he would have, but there's just too much competition this year around. Plus, like you said, Andy, they went 20-2 and two when he wasn't in the lineup. So that sort of takes away from his MVP status. So those people who, who who want to reward him will take a look. Well, what else can we give him? And he is better this year than he was last, and that's saying something. Yeah, significantly. He made a huge leap. Now, again, there will be people that won't vote for him because he was a second overall pick and former rookie of the year. But it's for the most improved. So if he improved the most, he deserves the award. Yeah, I mean, he was a star player last year. Now he's just an absolute superstar. Right, so, right. You know, from that standpoint, he probably will, and I probably award him the same thing. All right, defensive player of the year. Wow. Um, my pick would be Mikal Bridges. But, again, this could go every which way. Adebayo, Marcus Smart, Jaron Jackson. My gut feeling is Smart gets it. But my pick would be Bridges. You know, they don't normally give it to to guards, to be honest with you. They, right. usually, they usually look for somebody bigger. It's not a bad suggestion. Um, you know, I'm trying to think. Did Michael Jordan? I think Michael Jordan won the defensive player of the year. Yeah, once. he did. He did. Okay. Uh, I like Adebayo. I just uh, – something tells me that, you know, he, he will certainly be in the running. Yeah, he's in the conversation. I mean, my only beef with him – he only played 58 games. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you have a player like Bridges who plays 82 and the other guy plays 58, that's a big enough gap where I've got to give the nod to Bridges. All it's right, one yeah. thing if it's six to eight games, like even for MVPs, but we're talking about 24-game difference. Yeah, no, your point is well taken. Um, I was trying to think who else is even a possibility. I mean, Jared Allen would have been in the running also, but again, yeah. he missed a ton of games here at the end of the season. When he well, Gobert and Giannis still too, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I just think Giannis doesn't have any room in his in his room anymore for hardware, <laughs> you know. And, and Gobert's won it a couple of times. I think I think sometimes I've told you this in the past. It's not sometimes who deserves the award. If you're betting on who you think's going to win it, you got to bet on who you think the voters are going to pick. Right. And this right. time around, I just don't see Gobert winning the award because I think people get tired of him winning the award. I guess. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Rookie of the year. Wow. Um, I'm going to stick with the guy I've stuck with most of the most of the year, although you could flip a coin almost, but I'm going with Mobley. 
mainly for the fact, well, I mean, look, he's been pretty good offensively, but again, he's been a top 20 defensive player in the league. And for a rookie to do that, that's what, for me, gives him the slight edge over Barnes. Yeah, and I know he missed some time here at the end of the season. And and actually, his numbers started going down at the end of the season, at least offensively. <clears throat> but, you know, he, he also was... Um, I don't know, taking a little bit of a backseat role offensively to some of the other players on the roster, like Garland specifically. But much like last year, even though Anthony Edwards just was so good in the second half of the season, LaMelo Ball just built up such a lead that I think Mobley is the same thing in this instance. He built up such a lead. Cade Cunningham played a lot better, obviously, in the second half of the season than he did in the first half. They didn't win any games, though, in Detroit, period. Um, and I think Green down in Houston was named a co-rookie of the month in the final month of the season here in, in March. Sorry, too little, too late. Uh, Evan Mobley, I, I don't see, I don't see how he doesn't win the award. To be honest, yeah, I, I think he'll edge out Barnes, and I, I feel pretty strongly that Barnes should be second. Look, okay. Cunningham's an amazing talent. He's had a great run for several months, but again, it's a yearly award, and. You know, he had a bad start of the season. Uh, he's shooting 31% from three for the season and 41% overall. That's just, for me, not good enough to, to win the award. All right, fair enough. Uh, so we got Mobley. We're consistent on that one. MVP, you already know who won the award, so why don't you just hand it out to him? You have, yeah. You have, you have inside information. No, I mean, I've been monitoring the Internet in terms of uh, the media voters that do have an MVP vote, and at about, about 20 voters – um, Jokic has gotten 15 first place votes so far. And look, I've been clear for months. I don't think it's been a debate. Um, I know when I watch the games that Will Barton and Monte Morris and Aaron Gordon and Jeff Green, they basically rely on Jokic to get their buckets. Tyrese Maxey doesn't rely on Joel Embiid or Tobias Harris on Joel Embiid like they, these guys do. And now you have James Harden. And the same thing in Milwaukee. And look, Giannis and Embiid have been great. But Middleton and Holiday can get their buckets. Bobby Portis would be the second leading scorer on Denver this season. So to me, it's clearly Jokic, but that's not a slight to the other guys. Okay, so, you know, and, and I agree with you now. I think what has happened in the last specifically 20 to 25 games of the regular season, I thought it was Embiid up until then. But I think Jokic basically ran him down in this race, you know, caught up to him and, and has gone past him. If you had to put the top five in order, what would you say? Start with five and go up. Uh, five and up. Let's see. Uh, we'll go Doncic, Booker. Uh, Giannis, Embiid, Jokic. Okay, uh, do do that one more time for me. Doncic uh, would be five, Booker four, Giannis three, and B two, Jokic one. Okay, I'm gonna throw one more in there at six because I actually I was thinking about him. DeRozan would probably be sixth then, um, because even though he started petering out a little bit towards the end, the Bulls don't win 46 games without him. There's no question about that. Um, and I, and I, and I got, and I have him beat second because he did lose Simmons for, you know, for the season. I mean, Giannis did have holiday in Middleton for about 128 games total, which is pretty damn good. And, and, and look, Middleton and, and holiday to me are two top 30 players. So that's, 
pretty good help to have. <laughs> coach of the year, is it anybody other than Memphis's coach? Well, it, it might be Monty Williams, who, you know, many people thought he got screwed last year, but, you know, I don't vote based on who was screwed last year. To me, I, I think it, it, for me, it would be Taylor Jenkins, second best record in the league and 20 and two without Morant. I think it'll come down to those two. I think, uh, I think Frank Vogel should get the award. <laughs> and then stuff posthumously. Up the yeah, and then stuff up the Lakers, you know what? There you go. There By the way, one last thing, because uh, LeBron afterwards was saying, well, you know, obviously the Lakers are going to have to make some moves. I don't know what the hell they do. But he said, well, I'm not going to have anything to do with that. That's not my domain. And I snickered when I heard right. that. <laughs> uh, he wasn't connected to a lie detector when he said that, was he? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, we'll, we'll see if any of our predictions, awards, or playoff predictions will come through. I think we're pretty good. I mean, the only thing we really differ in the playoffs is that you have uh, the Clippers advancing uh, pretty uh, much further. I have Minnesota at least coming out of the play-in series. And where else did we differ on? Um, I don't think we differed on no, that. Was, that was the only one, yeah. 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 So you, you got the Clippers. We'll see. And I, and, and I told you I did like the Memphis roster early in the season. Yeah, you did. I mean, again, I keep going back to that regular preseason game, I should say. I mean, they were god-awful. But by the time they came in here, by the way, and Morant didn't play here last year, so I hadn't really seen him in person until I saw him here. Right. Oh, my God. Worth the price of admission. No question about yeah, it. Yeah, he's and, a and lot you know of fun to watch. You know what, Andy? He could be the most improved player even next year, too. Right, because he can still get even better. His outside shot has gotten a lot better than it was <clears throat> before he came into the league. His passing, while well, his passing was great right off the bat, but he's clutch. I mean, a, 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 you can just tell that he's gotten better. So yeah, I mean, he should be the most improved player, but he still has room to get even better. That's yeah. the scary thing about this guy. And you know what I was thinking about next year? I mean, I think we're going to have more MVP potential candidates than we normally would ever see. You're going to have the usual suspects, Jokic, you'll have Giannis, Embiid, Doncic, Booker, Tatum, Morant. You know, we've never seen that many who might be considered MVP candidates legitimately at the start of a season. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, this is fun. We'll see how bright we are and uh, we'll follow up uh, as the playoffs go on. Sounds good. Okay. Take care, everybody. 